Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Azure Marketing Podcast. I'm Anthony Giuliano, and our guest tonight is John Christensen. John, how are you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. So you just recently started a new job, and you're working remotely. What's that been like? I did start a new job. So it's uh, it's actually not just remotely, but it's it's national in terms of the scope. So, okay. uh, so it's a company's based in Chicago, and I have an opportunity to work from home and... Uh, it's been a big transition, but obviously it's something that sort of helped through the COVID uh, crisis and working from home that way. I never thought I'd be able to work from home full time, but it's yeah. so far so good. Yeah. So are you enjoying it? Do you like working remote? I, I do. There's a lot of flexibility and actually it's spoiled me in a lot of ways. So, you know, doing some things locally and nationally too, um, from a national perspective, a lot of was phone work. Mm -hmm. So now I get to actually see people. So you everybody's uh, used to, yeah. you know, working some sort of Zoom thing. And then locally, you don't have the drive time between meetings, yeah. you know, I can yeah. turn through. So I'm really spoiled actually yeah. doing a lot of things at the same time, taking advantage of the technology. So I, I can't complain, that's yeah. for sure. Have you had any face-to-face -face interaction with your new coworkers or has that all been virtual? So far, I had two weeks in uh, of sort of onboarding. Got it. And so the first week was all in person and that was really helpful. And the, the organization, it's, it's Loyola Press out of Chicago and so their office is closed still, so they're still working remote. So people came in to see me. So it made me feel pretty special. And yeah. also we could cover a lot of territory and really focus on things that I needed to learn and understand about them. So it was a really good bonding experience too. And then I've been back a couple times since then, but so far everything else has been remote. And also, you know, dealing with people across the country, that's an easy thing because they're remote anyway. But the other side benefit, so Loyola Press, their focus is on Catholic schools and Catholic parishes and dioceses. And so a lot of those organizations didn't really have the technology before COVID. So COVID sort of forced them to have better technology, which sure. really helps us take care of them at the same time. Yeah, well, we're going to dig into that a little bit more, as well as another job that you have that many people in Fort Wayne will recognize. But I want to start with your career path and, and how you got from point A to the point B we just discussed. You grew up in Fort Wayne. So talk a little bit about your upbringing in Fort Wayne, where you went from there and how that's led to the career path you're in now? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, so I came to Fort Wayne in about seventh grade. So then ever since then, it was Fort Wayne. And uh, and so my, my, my degree is in journalism. So I didn't really think that there was never an idea where I woke up and said, I want to be a marketer. Yeah. Um, more so um, just sort of taking things as they came. And so I like to write always. And so uh, having a degree in journalism, but then I did an internship in New York City my to my junior year and senior year, and so I thought that was going to be my ticket, and uh, and it just so my wife and I we started dating in high school, we went to college together, and then about senior year we got engaged, and so well, hey, let's save money, let's go back to Fort Wayne for a year, and then after that we'll go explore my career in New York City. So uh, so we came back and uh, went to Fort Wayne newspapers and applied for something in the editorial, but there's nothing wanted to apply something in editorial, but there's nothing available. So I was like, you know what? I want to, I love publishing. So, you know what, let's just try Fort Wayne newspapers and see what happens. And I started in the circulation area and it was just, it worked out great. So it was just a really positive environment. And so working 12 different jobs in 13 years, all over circulation, marketing, and then advertising. And, and so th the training of journalism really helped a lot. Sure. So it's hard to make a career as a journalist, you know, financially, just there's not that many jobs. Um, but what's really great, the skill set that you learn as a journalist is is just really powerful in a lot of different ways. It teaches you to ask the right questions, teaches you to really focus on what's most important, teaches you how to tell a story, teaches you how to connect with people. So 
All those things are important from a marketing standpoint. So as I develop my career in terms of wanting to continue to grow and expand, you know, marketing was, was an obvious choice and it helped me do things that I love to do and see a lot of people and experience a lot of things. And uh, it worked out pretty well. So during that time with Fort Wayne newspapers, what were some of the stops along the way and how did you progress through the organization? Well, part of it, like I said, it started in circulation, so it had nothing to do with journalism and nothing to do with with uh, marketing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just more management skills, yeah. which was critical. It was a great base. And, uh, and then as I moved into marketing, then event marketing and product marketing, but also recognizing that marketing in terms of it's, it's, it's not a direct path into the C-suites, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah. basically, you know, you want to either go up and sit, my experience, at least in the newspaper business was either sales or editorial. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but finding those same tools of taking the marketing message and how does that apply to other businesses? And that was the beauty of selling advertising is, is basically you can go to any business and talk to them about what their goals were, you know, who their customer is and what do they want to focus on and how to help Help, help them grow their business. So, and I know you do that every day with Asher and just how that works in terms of helping businesses grow. And that's, that's really rewarding too. So it's not just about you, but it's about building the community and building those businesses and helping them grow. So, and that was a great way for me to grow my career and, and still do things that I love, but do it for other people and not just for the newspaper. Sure. So, so after you do that, that stint at Foreign Newspapers, what happens next and, and how do you make that transition? So what happens next is I get a call from a headhunter and, um, and this was at a time where, you know, if you want to grow your career at the newspaper, you go as far as you can and then there's only one newspaper in town. So pretty much you've got to move to another yeah. town. So again, my family's all here in Fort Wayne. And so um, so it was an opportunity. I got a call from a headhunter from our Sunday visitor. Mm-hmm. So um, they had a director of sales and marketing position. They're based in Huntington. And uh, it was an opportunity for me to grow my career, stay local, and also incorporate my faith life with my work life. So it was really a, an incredible, what I call a Holy Spirit moment in terms mm-hmm. of this was an opportunity for me to really progress in life, not just in my career. So um, so then I was at, so I was at Fort Wayne Newspapers about 12 years and then shifted to uh, to our Sunday visitor for about 13 years, which was a really good way to, again, this is where you ex- I expanded my opportunity to think nationally instead of just locally and uh, and really market nationally and sell nationally. And again, really build those relationships on a national scale, which is much different than trying to sell somebody information about Fort Wayne newspapers in the local community. Sure. So previously on the podcast, Jason Knees was a guest and Jason works for the OSV Institute. For those who aren't familiar with our Sunday visitor, tell, talk a little bit about what, what their work is and what your role was with that company. So our Sunday visitor um, is a Catholic publishing company and they also do um, offertory solutions. So basically as you donate money to the church, our Sunday visitor helps do that and facilitate that. And then all sorts of anything. Our Sunday visitor is all about what the church teaches and why. And so curriculum for schools and parishes, books for individuals, um, lots of different consulting things for parishes. And they've continued to expand and really inc- incorporate more technology in a really great way to help parishes grow. But it's something too where it's 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 uh, it's a little bit complicated as you bring faith on top of marketing and sales. So yeah, you bring sure. kind of the traditional business thing, but also uh, but also bring an element of faith to it. So sometimes uh, business or marketing or sales becomes kind of a dirty word for people who are trying sure. to grow in their faith. But in actuality, what you're doing is really trying to open up opportunities. And th- that's why for me, you know, marketing 
and sales, it, ha- it has, has to always be mission driven. You know, that's what really drives me in terms of making sure we're making a difference, no matter what we're talking about or how we're talking about it. How does it help you improve, not just to sell yet another unit, but really to make a difference in somebody's lives. And our Sunday Visitor is a unique company that's local in the Fort Wayne market based in Huntington that can really do that. And through their institute, through the profits as a nonprofit organization, they can help expand that through lots of different organizations around the country. Okay, so you're there for more than a decade. And then what comes next? And then what comes next? So I had another Holy Spirit moment, had an opportunity to go to another Catholic publisher in uh, in Cincinnati. There was more kind of a startup operation, uh, Matthew Kelly and Dynamic Catholic. But at that point, my daughter was a senior in high school, and so it wasn't an automatic thing. Hey, let's just move, you know? So, um, so I commuted basically for a year, and then we figured out that it wasn't kind of the perfect thing to sure. uh, to be in Cincinnati. So stayed committed to Fort Wayne and, uh, and came back to Fort Wayne and then returned to Fort Wayne newspaper. So all things come full circle. So, yeah. uh, so Fort Wayne newspapers had a director of sales and marketing and also an opportunity to, uh, to manage uh, Fort Wayne magazine. All right. So, and, um, and that's a role you're still in today. We're in, we're in two hats, uh, exactly. working two jobs, if you will. Tell, tell us a little bit, let, let's, let's switch now to those current, sort of the current state. How are you balancing the Loyola Press work and the, the work with the magazine? So it's a, it's a great question. And I think probably very confusing for your listeners. We almost need a whiteboard to, uh, <laughs> to kind of showcase all the different pieces and parts. So, so my main commitment is obviously Loyola Press and, and where I get paid and how I focus on my full-time job. But what the magazine is able to do is it's, um, it's a side hustle. It's a, on a contract basis, but but also it's, it's almost, it's a, it's a local commitment, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's, it's, it's one thing to focus nationally at Loyola Press, but for me personally, without that engagement locally, um, I would really miss that. And yeah. that's an important piece of the puzzle. And I know you volunteer a lot. I know you're on several different boards and that's just an important part of kind of who we are yeah. and, and how we contribute to making the community a better place. And so there's an incredibly strong staff at Fort Wayne Magazine and they do a lot of great work. And so for me to be able to come in after hours, come in on the weekend, do everything via email, um, have a couple of you know Teams calls, whatever the case is, um, it's really says a lot about that team and also says a lot about the community that there's enough going on to be able to talk about those things. But, but the synergy too is it just that the magazine forces everybody to think about what's important. And again, this is all about what we do as marketers is what's important, what are the priorities, what are the stories that need to be told, how are we inspiring people? And so the the magazine becomes sort of that marketing tool for Fort Wayne is how I see it. So it's my contribution to Fort Wayne to be able to say, this is why I think Fort Wayne is an incredible place to live. No matter what jobs I've had, no matter where I am, it all comes back to Fort Wayne. And so showcasing that pride um, is an automatic. And so if I can do that in, in my spare time, that doesn't feel like work. It feels sure. like, it's like, it's like a hobby. That's like a, it's just, it adds an element of excitement to who I am and, uh, and how I just keep my skills strong so I can be better at my other jobs too. So, uh, so it all comes together. So, so talk a little bit, if, if you would, about the, the, the process of bringing the magazine together on a recurring basis and the team that, in, including yourself, that makes that happen. Well, what we want to do for a long time, it was sort of a, a a magazine that was really kind of a lifestyle magazine. And so, and that was fine, you know, and that was, again, Fort Wayne was helpful. It was helpful for Fort Wayne because it reinforced that 
we're not some sort of second-rate city that we really have some exciting things happening and places to go and people to see. But last summer, um, we just took a turn, you know, and it just, it became, it needed to be more important. It needed to be more substantial. And so, so a lot of it is listening. You know, what, as I interact with people around the community, um, it's about what's important to you, you know? And so even just as we came in today, you said, hey, I've got an interesting thing for you that I want to tell you about later. And that's what I, that's what I get from people. The more we're moving down this path about what's important, whether it be systemic racism, whether it be female empowerment, whether it be electric works, whether it be Southeast Fort Wayne, all of those topics in a way that's positive and supportive and highlighting other people that are doing the work and, and really in the trenches to make a difference in Fort Wayne and our community. So that's the fun part of just sort of listening and then allowing people an opportunity to participate. And then the, the team Again, we've got, there's only, there's only three other members of the team, um, two from a design perspective and one from an editorial perspective. And, uh, and it's just, it's a great team. They're very talented and, and we allow contributors um, and our freelancers from a writing standpoint, from a photography standpoint to participate and they collectively bring it all together. So, so one of the devil's advocate questions I want to ask you is, you know, people talk about the shift to technology and technology is obviously a part of the work that you do. But what do you say to someone who says, ah, print is a dying medium, you know, it's had its day, but we're moving on to, you know, technology and electronic media. What do you say to that? And, and how is your work uh, demonstrating the, the viability of print? Yeah, first of all, it's true, you know, that there's people... We have to keep technology in mind, yeah. and so and so we've adjusted on the on the magazine, and so you can you can see the electronic version, you can click on the ads, you can go straight to the to the to the website of the advertiser. But at the same time, I can show you many many emails and talk about many different conversations where people want to put down their phone, mm -hmm. you know, and, and this is mm -hmm. all ages, you yeah. know, um, and particularly sometimes young people who they're on their phone constantly and yeah. they want to put something down, and so they want to pick up something, whether it be a book or a magazine. And they want to, they get a sense of accomplishment when they're finished. Not only does the tactile um, presence of the book make a difference, but also when they get done, they have a sense of accomplishment where if I'm on my phone, rabbit hole, rabbit hole, rabbit hole, I'm sure. never done, you know, yeah. and then I, 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 I put it down because I have to, and then I feel not happy or I yeah. feel, I feel like, oh, I just, I don't know what happened to my last hour, you know, yeah. whereas if I have a magazine or a book, I accomplished that mm -hmm. and, and that's a sense that people can also refer back to it and they know where it is. You know, sometimes when you look online and you stumble on something and then you think, oh, that's interesting, I'm gonna store that away, but how do I get back to that? Yeah. So uh, so it's it really does, it's a combination, it's a both and. Yep. So I, I think that it really makes a difference for people, especially when they're, when they're thinking about Fort Wayne's community too and seeing the magazine, um, they can use it as a reminder. I'm going to go out to this place. I'm, I need to talk to that person. I need to participate in this. I need to volunteer here. So it's also a constant reminder that uh, of what Fort Wayne has to offer. So what have been, in the time you've been with the magazine, what have been some of your favorite themes or stories that have been published in the magazine? So I think there's some big ones. So we had um, last uh, August of 2020, we had an issue on Black Lives Matter, mm -hmm. and um, and it was just so enlightening because it, and really scary, you know, because as a as a as a white male, how can I screw this up? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, and yeah. in many different ways. Sure. And so, and, and really, and really asking others. So Fred McKissick, um, our uh, our associate editor, um, 
he, the, he didn't work for the magazine at the time, but, um, but he really walked side by side with me. And there was a number of different people in the community that, um, that I talked to, whether it be John Dorch or Sharon Tucker or others. And just, they were able to have really honest conversations with me yeah. and, um, and really l- teach me a lot. Yeah. And so, and so it wasn't about me and that issue, but it was just that issue of not that I had everything right, but just that they, we opened up the door for lots of voices. Yeah. And then, and then since then, how do we continue that? Yeah. And so uh, another fun one was about electric works, yeah. which our timing was perfect because at the time there was not an agreement on the perfect path forward. Sure. And so we literally published it. And then, and about a week later, two weeks later, then the, everything went smooth, full steam ahead. So yeah. it was just, it was perfect timing. Um, again, there was another one, uh, where uh, where we talk about female empowerment again, I'm not female, you know. So again, mm-hmm. it's it's putting out issues and topics that I'm not the expert on, which yeah. is the most fun because I get to learn a lot and I get to open up the door and bring in other experts where I'm not the one that has all the answers. Or Graham Richard, um, we did an issue on uh, on basically how do we move forward? What's the future? Um, so there's a lot of different ways that we can talk about Fort Wayne in the non-traditional, non-just a lifestyle fashion of just mm-hmm. how do we how do we approach real conversations and real issues so that it it inspires people to do something. So if if, if all they do is read the magazine and put it down, I, I, I failed, you mm-hmm. know, but if they read it and say, I need to do something different, yeah. I need to act different, I need to talk to somebody, then that's when that's when I know we're doing something right. Yeah. So so let's talk about some of the major things that are on your plate, and there's a lot on your plate right now. Um, between the magazine and Loyola Press, what are some of the things that are primarily on your mind, on your plate, keeping you up at night, making you excited, maybe all those things simultaneously? That's a good question. Um, one of my superpowers is sleep, so I'm never <laughs> staying up at night worrying about something. So, uh, uh, But in seriousness, I think it's what you mentioned earlier. You know, how do we... How do we how do we use technology in the best way possible? So yeah. that's that's true whether you're trying to educate kids um, in uh, in schools. That's true whether you're trying to educate adults, um, whether it be anything that they're whether it be their faith life or whether it be about what to do in the community. Um, that's true in how we galvanize people together. And so, how are we leveraging technology to inspire people? Um, and you know, and that's really at the end of the day what marketing is all about. You know, it's 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 no longer about I have a product and here's the price. Now it's about telling a story. Mm-hmm. Now it's about now it's about engaging them and telling them the why. You know, mm-hmm. who's the person behind producing these these products? Um, who's the what's the what's the end goal once you buy this product? The impact on your life and and with the the vast segmentation of our media, um, you know. 20 years ago, you could just buy an ad of the newspaper. You could buy an ad on TV or the radio and then you're done, you know, just, okay, we're all set. Wait for the, wait for the orders to come in. But now it's so much more complicated, sure. as you know. Yeah. And, uh, and even on social media, as you tell your story, it's not about, let me tell you the story and the price of my product and where to buy it. It's about, hey, let me tell you the background of it. Let me tell you the future of it. Let me tell you the impact of it. And only then will people go to your website yeah. and look to buy it. So. So it's how to harness technology, how to harness social media, how to how to make a message stand out in a very fragmented, busy, busy world. And and at the same time, how to keep it positive. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the other piece that I always come back to. So it's not about I win, you lose. It's about how do we sort of bring and raise everybody up together with the tide, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. And I think those messages are starting to resonate maybe more than ever before because there's so much of the opposite out there. Exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I want to pivot to the speed round of the show um, and synthesize some of the things we've talked about and then add another facet in. The, the first quick question is about career path. You've you know, been to, you know, you've returned to a former employer. You've tried, you know, working in a different community and commuting long distance and found that that wasn't for you. Um, you've had multiple jobs. You have multiple jobs. What's the one best piece of career advice you've learned over the years? And, and what would you share with someone else if they asked you about success in their career? I think that many times we're told to be selective, to um, say no, be willing to say no. And I, there's value in that. But at the same time, I would also challenge people to be willing to say yes. You know, so it's a really good quote that I heard recently. Are you willing to receive what's given to you? Huh. So, and and that has really driven me. So there's never been a position that I grew up wishing I had. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just mm-hmm. never all of my job titles, yeah. you know, and, and many times where I've had the most fun is where I didn't know that I wanted that. So, mm-hmm. so one of the one of the organizations I'm involved in is uh, Vincent Village. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so deal with homeless families and try to end the generational cycle of homelessness. And and uh, and so Denise um, Andorfer was the executive director at the time, and she asked me if I wanted to be board chair. And I was like, Why do I want to be board chair? You know, I, no, that's way too much work. But you know what? I support what you're doing, and so. Um, anything, if you, if this, if you think this is the best next step for the organization, I'll be board chair because I want to make your life easier so you can do whatever you want. So I became board chair. And then like two months later, she got a new job. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. You know, so, uh, but it worked out. It was the greatest thing. I never knew that it would have been helpful, but over the last 18 months, two years since, since I said yes, I, I can't tell you how much benefit that it's been to be in that position. A lot of hard work, but met amazing people, been able to impact people in many different ways. And so, but it was all about saying yes at the right time. So that would be my advice, whether it be career or life or whatever, is don't be afraid to say nice, especially say yes for the things that especially that are hard to do. Yeah. So, so if you don't mind me delving into that a little further, how long had you been on the board prior to taking the seat as chair? About, about 10 years. So okay. it was a while. So, so, but at the same time, I mean, you know, you've been on boards and so sometimes it's easy to kind of get autopilot, yeah. you know, yeah, we go to the meeting, you know, we say, you know, yes, do this, no, do that, you know, and meet yeah. people and see people. But it's, but until you, I mean, it was a call to action, you know, I mean, there was no, no hiding. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the the thing that I say, and it, it, it makes good copy, but it's also true about being a board chair as it teaches you everything you don't know about that organization. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So yeah, yeah. Exactly. All right. Second quick hit question. Um, and this, I'm going to, I'm going to throw you a little bit of a curveball on this one because you have a multifaceted professional life. How do you describe your professional life in a pithy way when people say to you, what do you do? What do you say? I I take the easy route and it depends. So if if it's if it's local and they only know me from the magazine, I just make it simple and just say I'm I work for Fort you know I do Fort Wayne magazine. Okay. If if I meet somebody at say like at church, you know, um, then I probably would say you know um, Loyola Press is where I'm focused because they would get that and they'd uh, understand it. Um, other times I literally just sort of laugh and yeah. just say, well, <laughs> yeah, a couple of things, you know, yeah. um, because I mean sometimes. That's just sort of a conversation starter. They, sure. Do they really want to know? Do they want to know the detail? And so it's like I might I might make them work for it a little bit before sure. I really reveal everything that I do. So yeah, figure out what's going to be most relevant to them. <laughs> exactly. And, and I would assume that you know having a photo in the magazine every issue makes you a fairly recognizable face. Do you get a lot of that? 
Sometimes, or people, yeah. or people just say, "I think I've seen you before. I, yeah. I know it, but where do I know you from?" So yeah, so yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Um, last question has to do with what we've experienced over the past year and a half. And you know, we when we started this podcast, I was framing it as you know, sort of a, a question about res, being resilient. And I thought we were coming out of the pandemic, so I changed it a little bit. And hopefully, where you know, there's there's more uh, good days ahead than, than otherwise, but. Um, what's something you've learned? And, and you've made a job change during this time. What's something you've learned over the past 18 months that you didn't know before that you think will stick with you moving forward? You know, I, I think I think a lot comes down to empathy. You know, I, I think um, no matter what we do, um, I think it's about being willing and able to walk in somebody else's shoes or at least recognize what it, I mean, we have, whether or not we can literally walk in their shoes and that empathy goes across a lot of things. It makes us, makes us better marketers, mm-hmm. um, makes us better salespeople, makes us better coworkers, makes us better, um, spouses, you know, whatever the case is, it makes us better people, mm-hmm. you know, and, and anytime you can do that, everybody wins, right? So it's, that type of example where there's so much, and we talked a little bit about the positivity early. We talked about, you know, the impact of COVID and, and so that, that sort of national universal desire for empathy and be able to understand people's pain, people's trauma, not in a, not in a depressing way, but in a positive way to be able to say, you've survived that trauma, you know, and I want to understand your trauma so that I can support you in in continuing your development or give you the resources that you need, or even my own trauma, you know, being able to identify that because so many times, whether it be small trauma, big trauma, whatever, we just suppress it, suppress it, don't talk about it. And, 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 and I think COVID has allowed all of us to sort of be vulnerable, um, and allow for that. If we allow for it, if we open it and if we're, and if we, let ourselves be open to somebody other, somebody else's um, pain or trauma, then I, I think it just raises the bar. And I think Fort Wayne un- seems to me uniquely open to that. We're big enough where we can make a difference, but still small enough where we can still relate one-on-one and still know. I mean, we're what, you know, instead of six six steps away, we're like two steps away yeah. from everybody in Fort Wayne. Yeah. Everybody's related almost anyway, you know, yeah. so it's so I think it's a special thing that really makes Fort Wayne a better place. Yeah, and I agree. And it goes back to your earlier point when you're talking about some of the you know themes of, of the publication and having to walk alongside people from a different perspective. Uh, one of the things I like about this community is the accountability that comes with Exactly. You can't hide. Yeah, you really can't. And some days I wish that weren't true, but um, certainly those fewer degrees of separation, I think, lead to a little bit more honesty about who we are and 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 what we've promised people either implicitly or explicitly. Yeah. Well, it's true. And even, even this, this podcast that you do, it's not that everybody on here, myself included, is brilliant in what they do, but it's just, it's an opportunity to see, hey, these are real stories. These are yeah. people who are making a, a living in Fort Wayne or making a difference and contributing to Fort Wayne being in a better place. And the more we interact and understand people like that, the more we realize that we're in this together. Yeah. And and one of the things that uh, that we try to do on the career path end of things is to help people who are new in their career understand, you know, John wasn't always in the position he was in. And the other folks we talked to, that m- most of us come from extremely humble, beyond humble beginnings. And 
it's the path that makes it worthwhile ultimately, but you got to understand the path in order yeah. to appreciate that. No, it's true. And I know your son just recently graduated and everything, and, and my kids are sort of in the same age group. And and we, I think we do them this disservice by promising them that, that there's one job that they need to yeah. do, you know, that just follow your dreams, you know, do whatever you love to do and you'll never work a day in your life. And that's just not true. You yeah. know, I mean, it, it, you have to explore. I mean, there are so many job titles that I've had in my life that I had no idea that I needed to do or wanted to do. But I, as long as I was learning from every single situation, then I could win. Then I can make decisions and better decisions moving forward. But it's not about one perfect thing because then you'll be searching for your whole life. Yeah, for you know, sure. It's, it's learning and growing. And you've done the same thing, just basically reinventing yourself and helping Asher grow in lots of different ways. The same thing. So you know exactly what I'm talking about. Well, and it's understanding that even the best jobs in the world come with tough days. And, you know, exactly. and I think sometimes younger people think that once you find that dream job, it's all going to be perfect. Sorry, kids, it's not never going to be perfect unless, you know, you live on a planet I don't live on. But that's one of the things that ultimately makes it fulfilling is overcoming that stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Well, John, I have one last question for you. Is there anything coming up in the magazine, either the next issue or subsequent issues that people should look forward to reading about? Yes. So on the streets, the September issue will be coming on the streets uh, at the end of this week. Okay. So um, so we're, we've got this, it's our best of issue, All which right. is great. And actually, we took a different different tact. Instead of writing about what the best of is, we showed images. Oh, great. So it's all images um, in our cover story, which is great, amazing photography and um, local photography. Uh, photographers uh, contributed to it, but it's it's a really cool, big issue. And then next month, we'll be talking about Southeast Fort Wayne and why that's the next best place that Fort Wayne needs to invest our dollars and our attention so that we can all grow and make sure that our community gets better together. Excellent. Well, John, thank you so much for that work. And thanks for being with us here tonight. Really appreciate everything you do. Thank you very much. I had fun. And thanks to everyone who took the time to listen to this episode. We'll be back next week with another great guest, and we hope you will join us then. 